Hello everybody, welcome to this week's Running Through Podcast Addendum. This will be where I'll talk about things that I either didn't get a chance to cover in this week's podcast or in this week's case uh, happened as I was editing it. So Asbel Kiprop has tested positive for EPO. So this is huge. So this means that Nick Willis gets his gold medal from 2008. This means that the most dominant 1500 meter runner of the past few years um, is done. He's done. He's I mean, first time offense, so he's suspended for a year. He will most likely appeal that, I would think. But uh, I was debating whether or not to include this on the podcast because yesterday there was a rumor that came out, a couple tweets of a world champion Kenyan athlete testing positive. But it didn't say for what, it didn't say what athlete, and there's only a couple tweets and no real source behind it. So I wasn't sure if I was going to include it in the podcast. Decided not to. Um, but the big story is that Asbel Kiprop is probably one of my favorite athletes to watch in terms of racing and his raceability. Just his ability to string people out and have speed in this thing. Um so it's kind of, you know, one of those things where you don't have a hero. <laughs> everyone's doping, man. There's no, everyone's going to come up guilty eventually, it seems like. Like, why root for somebody when if you're on top for a significant period of time, just that much more likely that you're doping. <laughs> you just have to be super cynical about every time and everything. It's guilty until proven innocent at this point. Um, I don't know. I think when you look at it, you look at his agent and who has now had at least four pretty significant doping charges brought up against his runners um at some point you have to start holding the agents and coaches accountable so this was a Kara goucher thought um she had posted that about the agent earlier and that i kind of want to follow up on is when do we start holding coaches when do we start holding agents accountable so this seems like something if the whole system's corrupt then we don't just need to bring the athletes down, we need to bring the corrupt counterparts down with them. Bring down the coaches, bring down the athletes. If you have an athlete who, under your supervision, comes up positive for EPO or some other substance, you need to get suspended or at least have a fine as well. And I would say, you know, we need to be, at this point, we need to be as aggressive as possible. You know, leniency has passed, time has come to be aggressive and to really snuff this thing out. So anyway... That's the addendum to this week's Running Through a Podcast as I walk to the gym. I <laughs> uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. This week's episode just dropped, so check it out on Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, Running Through a Podcast. Happy running. Marathon recovery plan, my race recovery plan that I give to everyone. So, talk about on this podcast before, but I recommend that after your goal race that you take at least one week completely off. One to two weeks off. One week completely off. Depending on the runner, sometimes I'll give you two weeks completely off. But for the most part, we'll go one week completely off with that second week every other day of running. If it's a runner like me, where I know that that week off is going to mess with them physiologically, that I may, that day after, give them something to do and then recommend that they're going to do some biking, just anything not running, so we're going to keep you off your feet, but biking, any sort of cross-training every other day throughout the week, just so we keep that metabolism up, because for me, and there's other runners like me, but 
after my goal race, if I take two weeks off, my metabolism gets really low and I don't eat enough. And then when I guess my, my hunger level, right, is really low. My metabolism isn't keeping up. And when I come back to running, my hunger level doesn't kick up right away. And a lot of times I don't eat enough. I'm not taking enough calories. I'm not taking enough fuel. And I've gotten hurt a couple times on that like week getting back into running after I took time off, which is like the worst. So really tweaked how I recover from races. So I will, the first two days, that first day afterwards, I'll do like the 20 minute shakeout and do a lot of walking around. And that second day I'll do like a 30 minute run um, just to really get those legs moving. Even though you're going to be really tired, it doesn't matter how fast you go. Then I'll take that third day off. And then I'll go every other day for the rest of that week of something, cycling, swimming, lifting, whatever it is. And then the next week afterwards, I'll still keep with that every other day, but I'll do more running. And then I'll kind of work my way back up to what I typically do for an easy run the last week of the marathon. So it's kind of like that reverse taper of what you did the week before the marathon is kind of how you come back lengthwise. So if you did like 10 mile long run instead of your 15 mile long run on your, which is, I'm just making these times up off the top of my head, which is not a real plan. So we'll say probably like, what would I do? If I was doing 15, I'd probably do around, yeah, 10 to 12. Then that week coming back, I'd probably do a 10 mile long run. Um, you know, keep it a little bit easy. You just don't want to rush back too soon, but there's a fine line between taking it too easy and not getting back into the swing of things as fast as you want to, and then taking it too hard. But Everyone's different. Everyone needs their own plan. That two-week window is kind of like, I write that all off as recovery. I was talking with one of my runners last week um, after you ran the go. I guess it would have been two weeks ago. Um, And really, it was like I didn't even write him a plan for the two weeks. I gave him a guideline of what I wanted him to do. And essentially, it's all free. I don't care what you do. I just don't want you to run consecutive days, and I want you to run as easy as possible. Maybe do some strides as we get later into that second week. But for the most part, take it easy, listen to your body, and recover. That's what these two weeks are. A lot of napping, a lot of sleeping, but mainly just want to recover so that we can start that next plan healthy, smooth, and feeling good. We don't want to be starting the next training plan still worn down for the marathon or the half. Um, and going into the flip side of it, I always tell people, you're going to take these two weeks off voluntarily or your body's going to make you take time off down the line. Do you take it off on your own pace or do you take it off when your body dictates that you do? Because eventually you will get injured or you will get burned out or something will happen where training will not go as smoothly as it would have if you would have just taken a little bit of time off. This is something where usually every, you know, two times a year after your two big old races, so after your spring marathon and fall marathon, take that time off. But if you only have one big goal race a year, then that early part of the season, you're probably taking it pretty easy anyway. Um, I just think that a couple times a year, you should take a week off just to recover mentally more than anything. But everyone's individualized. And that's when you really have to look at yourself, look at your training log, look at how you typically recover and make a smart plan based off that. So Don't take somebody else's plan and expect that's going to work for you because it may work for you, but chances are it's not optimized for you. And that's the point of everything is optimizing the plan to your schedule, to your body, and go.
going from there, running PRs, being fast, kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs>